You are listening to a message by Pastor Sandy here at Gateway Church. For more resources or information about Gateway Church, go to www.igateway.org. I about today and a few weeks ago when Pastor asked if I could speak this morning. I prayed and asked the Lord what it is he'd have me speak on. And it was about the secret place. And I thought, you know, we, we talk about that all the time. And he says, yeah, we talk about it, but do we do it? And so what the Lord spoke to me is he says, too often my people don't make the secret time their priority. They know to do it, but people get wrapped up, we get wrapped up in the busyness of life and don't take that time set aside for the Lord that we can really hear him. Not that we don't have time praying, but when we're praying and driving at the same time, it's hard to listen to the Lord. We've, we're focused on other things. And so um, today I just want to talk about it. And it's appropriate today for it being Pentecost, which is marriage, that we talk about intimacy with the Lord. Because truly, our intimacy with the Lord is to be that intimate as it is in marriage. Yesterday I had the privilege of marrying my husband Rodney's son and his girlfriend. And so I've been doing a lot of thinking about that intimacy. The intimacy in marriage that God designed us for, that back in the garden when, when Adam was alone and God looked and saw him alone, knowing that he had created Adam or Adam in the Hebrew in his own image and with a need for relationship. And the Lord looked and saw him and recognized not only did mankind need God, but we needed one another. We needed um, a husband and a wife and created marriage for that intimacy that we have with no one else. That we're able to be vulnerable, to bear ourselves, our emotions, bear our bodies. I'm not trying to be crass, but this is the truth. Bear our souls one to another and to grow through the shared love and the difficulties and the blessings that come to each couple. And then, therefore, to provide a safe place for children to be born and raised, a safe place for wives to have a head, and a safe place for husbands to have a helpmate. And how that, that image is our image with the Father, the Bride of Christ, knowing us intimately, knowing our hearts better than we know our own hearts, and how he desires to draw us into that intimate relationship as close, closer than a husband and wife. And that only is found in the secret place. There's no other place. There's no other place coming together for communal worship as, as a church body community is awesome and amazing. Praying throughout the entire day is awesome and amazing. Praying as you read the word of God is awesome and amazing. But it's in the secret place where we lay bare before our Lord and we bear our heart and we are um, placed into our destiny by the secret place. The secret place is the place of power. Any anointing any of us has comes from the secret place. I can't read a book that someone else tells me how they got their power and get it. I can be encouraged. I can learn some things, but power comes from spending time with my lover and that I know that I am my beloved's 
and my beloved is mine. And it's in that place that I learn God's identity. It's in that place that I learn how powerful he is. It's in that place I learn his character. It's in the shadow of his wings, abiding, living in the protect, under the protective arm of God, like a wife laying her head on her husband's shoulder, having that intimacy with God, that I learn to trust him and to trust him in me, that I step out into the call of God on my life. I hope I'm making sense. We can talk about it, but until we do it, we'll never be empowered. We will remain children. As a matter of fact, there was a scripture that um, I thought I would read, and it's Hebrews 5:11 through, through 14. We have, the author of Hebrews wrote, we have much to say about this topic, although it is difficult to explain, because you have become too dull and sluggish to understand for you should already be professors instructing others by now. But instead, you need to be taught from the beginning of the basic of God's prophetic oracles. You're like children needing milk and not yet ready to digest solid food. For every spiritual infant who lives on milk is not yet pierced by the revelation of righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, whose spiritual senses perceive heavenly matters and they have been adequately trained by what they've experienced to emerge with understanding of the difference between what is truly excellent and what is evil and harmful. The truths that I'm talking about come from the secret place. They come from the revelation of God coming in to piercing our own hearts. They come from the place of us recognizing His holiness, that when we're in the secret place where the presence of God is manifest, we recognize our need because we understand how holy he is and how needy we are. We understand our true nature, that we have nothing to offer but what he brings through us. It's in the secret place that we come to the understanding of his power. It's in the secret place where I lay bare my need and he answers, that we understand he is righteous, he is holy, he is just. He is everything that the universe needs. And we understand it in the unfolding of time we spend in the private place with him. It's something we can't talk about but have to experience for ourselves. That I understand in spite of myself, in spite of my sin, in spite of the private things that are in my heart that I wouldn't share with anyone, in spite of what I would hide, in spite of the shamefulness, his love is so great and so perfect that it overcomes my own shamefulness. It overcomes my own sinfulness. It overcomes my own fallen nature. And in that place, His holiness receives me, loves me, sets me on my feet, and sends me out to do the Great Commission. This is something we can't talk about. It's something we can't read about. It's something we must do. It must be a priority that we set in our lives, that we spend time with the person of God, that we know Him, that we reflect Him, and carry Him forth. You see, we don't seek the gifts. We seek the giver of the gifts. The giver of the gifts that we know in the secret place. It's the giver. And we want the gifts, but we want shortcuts. And we want to be, have someone lay hands on us for the gifts. And forgive me if I'm being harsh, 
I can't lay hands on you to give what only God has given me. And it's not that I'm special. He wants to give everything to everyone. That we step out and become the army of God he's called us to be. That we recognize the sonship and the daughtership, the inheritance we have, because we recognize the very goodness of God. His righteousness, his holiness, his plan for our lives. His mercy, his jealousness, jealousness for our affection. That he's all-powerful. That there's nothing on earth will ever come against that he doesn't have power over. That he's all-knowing. He knows our deepest secrets deeper than we know. And he knows what's going on in the rest of the world. And as we pray, he knows his, he knows his answer to the prayer before we even have the question. It's in that place that we learn to rest by faith. That we learn that it's not by works, but by faith and trust in the one we've come to know. Again, I am my beloved's, I learn in the secret place. And my beloved is mine. That I might mess it up, but my beloved is faithful. And if I turn away, he keeps drawing. And he never turns from me, but is always faithful to me. It's in the secret place that we learn to know ourselves and the authority we've been given through Jesus Christ. John 15, 7 through 11 says, But if you live in life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask a little bit of what you want. Whatever. Whatever you desire, and it will be done. You've got this. Our problem is we don't believe it. We haven't spent enough time seeking him to really get it into our spirits that whatsoever we ask in the authority and in the name of Jesus Christ is ours. That person who has a need who comes to you for help, they're not coming because of you. They're coming because of him in you. And as you believe the him in you and you understand the authority you have been given by Jesus Christ, that it's not something you earn, but it's something you acquire through your intimate relationship in the secret place, your intimate relationship with God. And even if you don't do it perfectly, his perfect work with you will come through. See, we excuse ourselves because we feel inadequate and we feel like we're not enough, but it's nothing about our adequacy. It's about his adequacy and our faith in his adequacy in spite of who we are that gives us, the, that compels us to go out, to raise the dead and heal the sick, to minister to the hurting and those in pain. Whatever you desire and it will be done, when your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are my mature disciples. Love each other with the same love that the Father loves me. You must continually let my love nourish your hearts. If you keep my commands, you will live in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commands, for I continually live nourished and empowered by God's love. My purpose for telling you these things is so that the joy I experience will fill your hearts with overflowing gladness. We sang about it this morning. His love casts out fear. His love makes us conquerors. It's in the secret place that we understand his love for us. 
In the, it's in the secret place where we feel that love wash over us. John 16, 13. But when the truth-giving spirit comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak on his own, but only what he hears from the Father. And he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. Galatians 2.20 My old identity has been co-crucified with Christ and no longer lives. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine, for the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me, dispensing his life into mine. It's in the secret place that his, he dispenses his essence, his life, his power, his authority into us. It's in the secret place where we recognize we have no value without him, so we don't go looking for position, control, power, because he has it, and he's in us, and he will come through us. We have clouded up the mission of God by trying to control what's only his to control. We have clouded up the mission of God because we've tried to put our name on his character. Let's put his character on our name. So often, we try to integrate Jesus into what we're already doing. Instead of stopping what we're already doing and integrating our life into his power. Galatians 4, 6, 7. And so that we would know that we are his true children, God released the spirit of sonship into our hearts, moving us to cry out intimately, My Father, my true Father. Now, or... Abba, now we're no longer living like slaves under the law, but we enjoy being God's very own sons and daughters. And because we're his, we can access everything our Father has, for we are heirs because of what God has done. Galatians 5.13, Beloved ones, God has called us to live a life of freedom, but don't view this wonderful freedom as an excuse to set up a base of operations in the natural realm. Let me read that again. Beloved ones, God has called us to live a life of freedom, but don't view this wonderful freedom as an excuse to set up a base of operations in the natural realm. Constantly love each other and be committed to serve one another. Ephesians 1, 5, 9, For it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children. Through our union with Jesus, the Anointed One, so that his tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace. For the same love he has for the beloved, Jesus, he has for us. And this unfolding plan brings him great pleasure. Since we are now joined to Christ, we have been given the treasures of redemption by his blood, the total cancellation of our sins, all because of the cascading riches of his grace. This superabundant grace is already powerfully working in us, releasing all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. And through the revelation of the Anointed One, he unveils his secret desires to us. 
the hidden mystery of his long-range plan, which he is delighted to implement from the very beginning of time. From the very beginning of time, he has assigned each of us destiny that is not weak, it is not compromised, it is powerful, and he's calling us to rise up as an army in these days to stand against the enemy's attack, to stand against our own nature, and to walk in the supernatural, and that only comes in the secret place. I can't give you anything unless I've got it for myself. And I'll only get it for me if I get it in the secret place. And please, you go there so you can give me what you have. Because if we're going to be the bride, I need you and you need me. I'm not an entertainer up here. I'm here to impart truth that we could come together and become the bride of Christ, the body of Christ. That we would walk in the power of God. That the lost would be saved. And... Brothers and sisters, the lost out there aren't all only lost to salvation. They're not only on their way to hell, but they're also always also lost in life. They, everything they do comes to nothing. I was 46 years old before I came to the Lord, and all that time, everything always came to naught. It came to nothing. I'd make a plan, and I would get it, and I'd find there was no satisfaction. There was no satisfaction apart from Jesus Christ. There was only Jesus Christ. And those people that are out there lost and on their way to hell need what you have. But the enemy would keep you out of the secret place. He'd keep you from knowing the power of God. The enemy would keep you talking about it but not doing it so that you don't carry the power that the Holy Spirit wants you to carry when you go out into the world. And the Holy Spirit wants you to carry it when we come together that our community becomes powerful, that when we come together, that we are equipped and empowered to go out. And it isn't all from the pastor, it's from one another. That you share with me what you have, and I share with you what, what I have, and that we share amongst ourselves. Because I'm not the big eye, and I'm, I don't want to make, I'm talk, speaking from out of me, but it's all of us, all of us need one another. We are incomplete. We fall short. But the Spirit of God in us who is perfect coming out of your particular um, slant on life, coming together with the other slant on life, brings great power that the Lord desires to release. So in the secret place, we come to know the Father. We know his goodness. We know his power. We know his plans. We know his love. We know his mercy. We know his grace towards us. In the secret place, then we come to know ourselves, that we know that we need him. We recognize that he has what we need. Not only does he have what we need, but he has what they need. He has through you what the rest of us need. That the Holy Ghost synergy of us coming together becomes a powerful message to everyone around The third thing that comes in the secret place is knowing the kingdom's power. That you have a recognition that, that the kingdom becomes more important than what we see in the natural. And I'll have to say in the church, the truth is, we have focused way too much on the natural. We've allowed the giants to get, to get too big in front of us. We've allowed the news to carry too much weight. We have allowed what people say to be, make too much of a burden in our lives. We need that secret place so that 
um, we understand the power, the kingdom is more powerful than anything we face. The kingdom is more powerful than any spiritual attack. As a matter of fact, we can trust, we can rejoice, Paul wrote, in our tribulations. Because the Lord is working through them and he's working his goodwill. Our trials, and even where we fall terribly short, don't stop the plan of God. But when we go to the secret place, we understand, we see the power, the spirit unveils the power of God. And we're able to walk out without fear that we would have otherwise. In the secret place. In the secret place. John 15, 26. And I will send you the divine encourager from the very presence of my Father. He will come to you. The spirit of truth emanating from the Father and he will speak to you about me. John 16, 13, 14. And when the truth-giving spirit comes... He will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He'll unveil your truth. He'll unveil your destiny. He'll unveil your calling. There's just so few of us walking in the calling God has for all of us. He wants you to walk in your calling, to minister your truth, to give your testimony, to share your love, to share your power, your creative ability to meet the needs of those around you. He will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak on his own, but only what he hears from the Father, and he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. He will glorify me on the earth, for he will receive from me what is mine and reveal it to you. For here is eternal truth, John 16, 23, 26. For here is eternal truth. When the time comes, you won't need to ask me for anything. But instead, you will go directly to the Father and ask him for anything you desire, and he will give it to you. Because of your relationship with me. Until now, you've not been bold enough to ask the Father for a single thing in my name. This is Jesus talking to the disciples. But now, and this is us we've inherited, now you can ask and keep on asking him, and you can be sure that you'll receive what you ask for, and your joy will have no limits. I have spoken to you using figurative language, but the time is coming when I will no longer teach you with veiled speech, but I will teach you about the Father with your eyes unveiled. We are to have unveiled eyes. And I will not need to ask the Father on, on your behalf, for you'll ask him directly because of your new relationship with me. Ephesians 1.10 And because of God's unfailing purpose, this detailed plan will reign supreme through every period of time until the fulfillment of the ages finally reaches its climax, when God makes all things new in all of heaven and earth through Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1, 19, 20. And I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this power made available to you through faith. I was talking to someone this morning who was under attack. <laughs> Sue, you're an advertisement. You are an advertisement.
then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. And we don't always feel it because we have to recognize we don't have it, he has it. So we just, by faith, move through our lives, by faith releasing what he releases to us, by faith giving away what we received in the secret place. <clears throat> this is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. Ephesians 2, 4 through 6. But God still loved us with such great love. He is so rich in compassion and mercy. Even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, he united us into the very life of Christ and saved us by his wonderful grace. He raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and as we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. For now, we are co-seated as one with Christ. You are co-seated as one with Christ. Jesus Christ died for you. The Father knit you together in your mother's womb specifically for the call of God on your life. The enemy will continue, continually work to keep you to procrastinate using what the Lord has given you to be used. As long as the enemy can get you to put off till tomorrow what you need to do today, he's won. Because tomorrow becomes today and tomorrow becomes today and tomorrow becomes today and you've never stepped into it. So many people are waiting till they feel something. You've got it. You've got it already. I implore you, go to the secret place. Get it directly from the horse's mouth, if you will. Get it directly from God's mouth. Hear what he speaks into your heart. Be empowered by his intimate and close words to you that are only for you. I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. My beloved knows my heart. He knows your heart. He wants to speak his love into your heart, your power into, his power into your heart, and his authority into your heart so that you will raise the dead, so that you will lift the sick, so that you will become the encourager, that you don't have to bring somebody into church but that where you are on the street, you'll operate and bring heaven to those who need it. This comes from the secret place. It's only from the secret place. But if you'll go there, you'll find such power. You'll find such ministry. You'll find such strength. You'll find such a calling. And you'll step into it, and not because of you, but because of him. You'll just carry it wherever you go you'll carry that anointing. There's an old song that talks about the secret place that I brought a copy with me. It's in the garden. It's in the garden. I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God disclosing. He speaks. And the sound of his voice is so sweet, the birds hush their singing. And the melody that he gave to me within my heart is ringing. I'd stay in the garden with him. Don't you? If you've been there, you don't want to leave. 
ever. <laughs> I pray, Lord, let me take this with me. But it... I stay in the garden with him, though the night around me is falling. But he bids me to go. Why? Because they need it. The world needs it. But he bids me to go through the voice of woe. His voice to me is calling. And he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. That intimacy is yours and him, and it's different for each one. I'm telling you, the enemy will keep you out of there, out of that if he can, because he knows the power you'll carry when you have that intimate conversation with the Lord. Just you and him, him knowing you, the nakedness of your soul, the nakedness of your mind, the nakedness and the lack of power we have. But as we reach up to him, he's faithful to give us everything we need. And he's faithful to give us what we're going to need tomorrow and the next day and the next day, even if we don't know it. I would just like, if you don't care, to, I would like to pray over us that we are drawn into the secret place. And if you would, just kind of raise your hands and to receive what the Lord's... Because he wants us there. He wants us in that intimate place. Father, we just come to you and we thank you that you call to us, that you sing over us, you dance over us, that you intimately, quietly created us in our mother's womb, our weaknesses and our strengths both. And you're calling us to come naked into your presence with no pretense, no need for title every bit of our awareness being of our need, that you will flood us with yourself and receive us, that every hunger we have for acceptance, every hunger we have to be received, every hunger that we have to be loved will be answered by your great mighty power. I pray an anointing over everyone here today, a hunger for you, a hunger to go to the secret place, and a discipline to discipline themselves to spend time with you. To come to know you so intimately and know that they're known so intimately that they're willing to step out with the boldness that only you can give. I speak that over this group today. Intimacy with God. Intimacy with the Lord. Intimacy with Jesus Christ. Intimacy with His Spirit. A love story being played out in each and every life. A love story with you. We thank you for this anointing. We thank you for this power. In Jesus' name, amen. Discipline yourself. Make the time. Go there. Feel his presence. Feel his love. Feel his acceptance. Feel his power. There's one last thing I want to read to you. called the fellowship of the unashamed and this is something i used to hang on my wall and then i moved some times ago i don't know how many moves ago it got packed away it says 
I am part of the fellowship of the unashamed. I have Holy Spirit power. The die has been cast. I've stepped over the line. The decision has been made. I am a disciple of his. I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. My past is redeemed, my present makes sense, and my future is secure. I am finished and done with low living, sight walking, small planning, smooth knees, colorless dreams, tame visions, mundane talking, chintzy giving, and dwarf goals. I no longer need preeminence, prosperity, position, promotion, plaudits, or popularity. I don't have to be right, first, tops, recognized, praised, regarded, or rewarded. I now live by presence, lean by faith, love by patience, lift by prayer, and labor by power. My face is set. My gate is fast. My goal is heaven. My road is narrow, and my way is rough. My companions few, my guide reliable, my mission clear. I cannot be bought, compromised, detoured, lured away, turned back, diluted, or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice, hesitate in the presence of adversity, negotiate at the table of the enemy, ponder at the pool of popularity, or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I won't give up, shut up, let up, or burn up until I've preached up, prayed up, paid up, stored up, and stayed up for the cause of Jesus Christ. I am a disciple of Jesus. I must go till he comes, give till I drop, preach to all know, and work till he stops. And then when he comes to get his own, he'll have no problem recognizing me. My colors will be clear. Lord, develop in me the perseverance and faithfulness to pursue your goal for my life, even in the face of rejection. Brothers and sisters, this is the call of God on our life. It's time to step into it. And it starts with the secret place. So, I just, I'm done talking, but I just want to bless you with hunger I bless you with boldness. I bless you with desire in the name of Jesus. Desire to fulfill every bit of the call on your life. To take the message, your message that you've been given to everyone around you. In Jesus' name.